Welcome to Lights in the Sky podcast episode 51, casual chat about uncasual things. I'm Luke. And uh, my headphones have stopped working. <laughs> <laughs> this is our hard of hearing host, right. Tony. Um, hold got on. It? Jiggle the cord. Jiggle it. Jiggle it. Uh-huh. More jiggle. Less jiggle. Jiggle like you mean it. I hear something. <laughs> is it me or is it something else? Um, is this going to work for you? How's, how's Do you want mine and I can use my buds? How's how's the sound? <laughs> You've got the one plug. I've lost where my hole is. Oh, this is this is the this is the way it's to when start. When you're fiddling in the dark, try and find the hole. <laughs> Gone blind. Oh. Get it in there. Do it. You'll know when you get it in there. You'll know all. You know you hit the right spot. Hello? No, it's Hello? not in. <laughs> yeah. Go like, not- right up to kickoff. Oh, there we go. Right up to kickoff, we were all good. It's working now. It. Yeah, working again. Okay, so you're going to... Tom's online. Tony's using his uh, headphones that need an extra cable to plug in, and it's a little dicky. So, I do have a cable that plugs into... Cable. ...these headphones, but um, they're not quite long enough. Mm. And you don't like us to be so close that we can stare into our eyes, like, all dreamy-like. You could um, come closer, but don't use my mic like you did that last time. It was horrific. I thought it was because you didn't want to look at me all dreamy-like. Yeah, I mean, who does? Oh, rude. <laughs> um, like that's that's like crushed my feeling of self worth. Oh, yeah, well, I welcome to the final episode of Lessons yeah. Kind of Podcast. Like, it may be a short one. This is this, this is the start of my weekend. You know this. Yeah, and you've ruined it. You've taken your work lanyard off. I, I have. I've taken my work lanyard off <laughs> and declared it thy weekend. <laughs> yeah, and you come with a crushing blow. Hmm. That's what I do. I'm a dream killer. Welcome to the final episode of Lights in the Sky podcast. <laughs> it's a true called Dream Killer, I think. <laughs> um, have you had a good? Oh, we should explain that. Should we address the elephant in the room um, slash the so shitty ass car parked in the driveway about twenty meters to my left? The funny thing with these is we we hear them and then I don't think they really show up on the podcast. I don't listen back. Do you? You know, you we do you hear them this. when you listen back? Uh, no, I did hear the whistle from the Titanic life vest, though. <laughs> we weren't sure about that, but we could hear that quite clearly. Right. Um, <laughs> I guess, so first of all, I watched the Ricky Gervais Humanity. Hang on a second, we, we've just completely skipped I know, past I know, we, we know, we'll come back to it. We'll, come back. Circle we'll back? come back to it. We'll circle back. Okay. I'm on the turn. Okay. Just pick this one up on the way and we'll go back and circle go. back. Now we're circling um, back to what you're circling back to. I was to. flying at the time while watching the life vest scene that you were talking about. You were flying? Yeah. Flying uh, to Auckland on... As was I. Wednesday. Did you do that on purpose because I told you to... Um, I wanted to watch it and just so happened that that scene occurred uh, mid-flight. Nice. Yeah. Did you chuckle? Yeah. You lulled? Uh, at, at that specifically or oh, at just all? In, just in general on the whole thing. Did you lull? Um, no, I don't think I did. I, I definitely cracked a massive smile. Yes, I did say smile. <laughs> <laughs> um, I definitely cracked a smile and kind of, I don't know, readjusted in my seat. <laughs> If that's the thing, you know what I mean? We, it's not a laugh because it wasn't, it didn't come out of my mouth laughing. My body didn't convulse in laughter, but I did right. smile and kind of readjust. I was, I was wondering this. I, 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 the cat tripped over the ironing board. Um, tripped over. Clumsy bloody cat. Cat tripped over the ironing board sounds like a modern day nursery rhyme. Yeah. Like the clumsy cat, and then it turned out that it saved a mouse's life by... When are you too old out. to enjoy nursery rhymes? Do you enjoy them? I'm not saying I do, but like, if I was, say, if you're 11 and you still like nursery rhymes, is that you getting teased in the schoolyard, or...? Um, yeah, it's probably getting up there. But then I think you could come back into, like... Because you know how people can read quite deeply into nursery rhymes. Like, mm. oh, this is actually a metaphor for oh. for Humpty Dumpty falling off is actually the fall of Health communism. Or something. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess you could get a second wave, like when you're in that catcher in the rye stage where everyone's a phony and <clears> the world's <throat> against me. Mm. So I laughed on the plane yeah. and um, <laughs> the guy next to me, it was, I was... Uh, row three, so I was up the front with the business crowd. Yeah, and I was on the, on 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 the windy. Yeah, 
don't know what that means. Window. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. I was on the window seat. Yeah. To say. Uh, Is that important? Just because there was a guy next to me who was business type. Yeah. So I was suited for work meeting. Lanyard? Uh, no, I'm <laughs> flying incognito. Oh, so you weren't working? I was working. <laughs> I was full work. Just carry on. But um, yeah, business type next to me, business type on the aisle. I was trying to suppress the gigs, mm. and um, he was trying to catch a few winks. Forty winks? Is that right? Forty winks? Catch forty winks in a ten pound, ten wink bag? Is that a nursery rhyme? <laughs> With that one where that cat fell over the ironing board. Ah, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> and then grabbed one. forty winks on a plane to that, that cat has sass by the way <laughs> keep going um we're almost there he was quite he sort of woke, woke himself up and i could tell he was unhappy with me and it was sort of like he looked at me i sort of pointed at the screen oh no i was like <laughs> i had my head my head i had the headphones on and the, the the old noise cancelling yeah uh so i don't know if he grumbled or said anything he looked very unhappy what time was this flight um, 9 a.m. departure. Oh, see, he's got no right to be no sleeping. No right to on sleep, that. exactly. No right. And you're allowed to laugh. Happiness is free. I was multitasking because I was, I, was, I was trying to do emails on my phone mm. while listening to Ricky. What were you listening on? You had like two things open. Yeah, I had my iPad sitting on the tray oh, table. iPad, right. Yeah, and yeah. I had my phone out doing emails. Oh, yeah. Multitasking. I'm multitasking. Yeah. No such thing. Not Martin Tasker. <laughs> I'm not weird, explaining a weird that. reference that no one New, that no one outside of New Zealand will get. And, some, and even inside then, New Zealand won't either. And even then it's <laughs> so, so bad. We've spent way too long on Martin Tasker as it is. <laughs> um, He's got an accent, doesn't he? Oh, uh, don't. Don't take us down this road. I'm not playing. Um, if you know the true <laughs> nationality of Martin Tasker, please tweet us. And if you don't is know who Martin that... Tasker is, then it is inconsequential. You don't have to know. Is he the one that does the yachting commentary? He does, but then he also does other odd sports. I'm wondering if he's a contractor. Probably. Yeah. They just contract him in for um, the sort of sporty reporty. Things like lawn bowls and stuff. Yeah, sort of like odd that. stuff he will... Like old, sports that old people like, really. Alternate. Alternate? Alternative. What? Alternative. In English. Alternative sports. Are they? He doesn't do, like, the ruggers. Rugby. Or the league. League. <laughs> just translate your dialect. Yeah. Um, he would do st- something like golf, though, I'd imagine. Yeah, he would. Yeah, 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 yeah. And what's the other one I was going to say? Oh, your favourite, um, Paralympics. I bet you he's big there, too. Uh, you're the one who wouldn't go to the Paralympics if, if someone paid you. No, no, I'd go if they paid me. Well, I don't know. I've changed It's not what I said. Oh, the headphones are cutting out. Can't hear you. Carry on. Um, yeah, so wankers at the back of us. Uh, uh, fixing this shitty Primera. Now, you are the, you are oh, the owner so that's where we're of a back lovely to. Primera. You so had a lovely Primera. Isn't it a Mondeo? Yes. <laughs> so... Oh. So, we, so the way we got to this, let so me, let it's me not explain. A at all. I'm going to stop it's a, it's you here. I'm going to cut you here. <laughs> I'm going to cut in here. Um, if you hear, I don't know if you've cut me off and you can't hear me, but my oh, oh my headphones have just died. I like the headphones just <laughs> can died. You, I can we turn me down? Can we assume your headphones are dead so we don't have to mention it every time? Has <laughs> pulled the cable out. <laughs> um, so what's happened here is after. Nine minutes of telling you all sorts of things. What we meant to say was, if you can hear something banging in the background, it's the neighbours with the um, exposed ass cracks working on their car. Um, Their car's a Mondeo, so naturally Tony assumes I know something about it because I had a Primera. (laughs) I thought it was a Nissan Primera. No, it's not. It's a Mondeo. We had this chat, like, downstairs. Now I I remember, because it is is definitely a Mondeo. Yeah, Yeah, because I said it was a Mondeo, and you said, yes, it's a Mondeo. And then up here, you're like, you'd know about it because you've got a Primera. Or had a Primera. Primera. (laughs) Anyway, anything paranormal happened to you in the last week? A neighbor called me. Enable the... um, Fiber people. Are we naming and shaming? Have we named them before? Uh, I think we have. Okay. Yeah. Fiber people. Um... Wait, this did, is, we, did again, we say what they were doing with the car? So hang on. We'll just 
being it in general. Which I think so. It's like being beat up. It's been like it's it's like rough as guts. This mm. car. Oh yeah, we well, yeah. Like I said, it sounds like they're hammering something, and I don't know that there's too much you hammer on a car. Yeah, to fix well, because the rear windscreen screen is already smashed to hell. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how. Maybe they're doing like the rear passenger window. No, it's uh, there's wheels off, like the back wheels off, which ties into when I saw it pull in, and I wasn't sure if all four wheels were right, on like the an uneven table. Yeah, <laughs> it's like one chair leg's God too damn it. too short. Oh. So if you hear banging, that's what that is. Um, if you've tuned out by now, we understand. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> Another gonna... decrease in subscribers this week. <laughs> um, yeah. So a Naple called me. Yeah. Um, and they asked if I, they were like, oh, hello. Um, just one of, cause it's, it's, what's it? What, um, I'm not sure what her name was. Let's say, um, Rosalyn. Rose Lawn from close enough. Roselawn? Hi, yeah, Roselawn here from uh, Enabled. I'm like, oh, Roselawn. Curious, interesting name. Um, how would you spell it? She's like, in, you know, that's. None of this happened. Cuts like, she's like, that, it does not relate to the purpose of this call. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I won't tell it on a podcast. Won't carry on. Yeah. Luckily, I don't have a podcast. Wink, wink. Come on, we need some substance to start weaving its way into this episode. <laughs> right. Uh, so apparently, the front neighbor wants some authority from thy. From you. The ton to uh, install his fiber. Uh, vetoed? <laughs> <laughs> so I was just like, oh yeah, how many visits do you think it will take? They were like, oh, just the one. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I bet it's just the like, one. Yeah, it's just, like, I'm just, just saying, because it, it took like 13 for me. <laughs> so I'm just wondering if, if you're going to dig up the driveway, which you said you're going to do uh, again. Uh, just possible disruptions we may, mm. may have. Um, Rosalind was very unhelpful with that. I think she thought I was being smart-ass. <laughs> Let me ask you, did you bring that up because it would make a good story on this podcast. I kind of did. Yeah. yeah. I, I just found like, myself well, it's doing like that. people are following this. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm, like, I'm going to give I'm going to give off Rose Lawn a um, hard time here. Yeah. And she didn't understand. Um, well, you can't really trust her with a name like Rose Lawn. No. It's got a space in the middle of it. <laughs> um, doesn't make any sense. And that similar vein. And that similar vein of think, um, sort of, uh, things happening so you can bring them up on the podcast do you ever have that thing where um you don't care if something bad happens to you because straight away you're thinking this is gonna make a good story this is like when i was naked in the hotel like where i was like ultimately <laughs> did I'm like, we tell that this, yeah we did i think yeah right. we were like this is a terrible this is a terrible situation happening but my god i'm a good story <laughs> and that was even pre-podcast yeah yeah um so i that's kind of why i keep going back to the same post office <laughs> So I had more issues this week. I went to send some stickers to England in an envelope, put a badge in it, as you do, a button. um, Did you get that old cow from last time? uh, That's the thing. There was two lines this time, and I could see old cow was there in the middle, and then there was another person to the right also serving. So you're not sure who you're going to get. Well, this was the thing, because there's two lines. Old cow finished first. I was at the front. There was another front, though. So I said, after you. (laughs) <laughs> and allowed the other queue to go forward yep. so old cow got this other person so i went to this other one and i'm like yes i'm gonna get my thing sent yep. and it's gonna be normal then um turned out they were a newbie oh, and asked and old the old cow who then again tried to charge me 15 dollars oh. to send an envelope with some stickers and a badge <laughs> in it so what did you do did you i was like well i'm not doing that so how much how many stamps would I have to buy if there was no badge in this? And they said $2.70. I say, can I have $2.70 with the stamps, please? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Just, yeah. And, and, and they she know. knows. And, and they're like, you can't send it with that. I'm like, okay. I'll take it out. Yeah. I'll take it out at home and I'll drop it in a mailbox for all you know. Because <laughs> that's the thing. Like, I've done it. I've done it so many times with so many people. If you want some stickers, let me know. Um on twitter at lits underscore podcast or instagram under the same name um fax machine are you are you on top of that yet uh yeah we kind of got technical problems is it i is it rose lawn yeah <laughs> yeah related to the fiber so yeah i've i've sort of got the um 
Yeah. So I like um, I'm half thinking: Do I take pictures of to get people to send pictures in from all around the world with these badges that I've sent them, so that I can say to them, "Here's somebody in you know um, Iowa. Here's somebody in England. Here's somebody in South Africa that has our badges, and they've all made it, and I haven't paid fifteen dollars once. Would that be them nah, then frowned upon by then? Wouldn't do or, a difference. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't make a difference. Yeah, robot she's people. right. Yeah, she's right. <laughs> And, you, and you're so sense. wrong. What do you know? What do I know apart this from what works? Smart ass kid. <laughs> Some dumb looking kid. Dumb looking kid. <laughs> um, yeah. So, I mean, I go there and sometimes I still let it wind me up, but I still come away from there thinking more content. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> more content. Exactly. Yeah. You come, yeah. Come away. Speaking of, um, has anything paranormal happened in the last week? I had something abnormal happened to me in the last week that which is what we weave in here paranormal yeah. which generally abnormal wins <laughs> um my wife's birthday um what, what'd you get her uh not much oh okay. presents yeah shitty, uh, things to open present. yeah some stuff um her family coming out to have lunch with us and there's a place out there that sells really good indian food we we're all going to um have lunch there or buy lunch from there. It's a takeaway joint and have it at our place because we've just is, got a new... Was there of... a reason that maybe I wasn't invited or... Yeah, like I said, her family came out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> her family. Yeah. Uh, far as I know, you're not related. Um, I made that assumption anyway. Yeah, but family's more than just, you know, bloodline. Arguable. Are there any members of that family that aren't directly blood related to her actually yeah her stepdad yeah so why was i not there because <laughs> you're not her stepdad <laughs> don't have to be a stepdad to get an invite yeah Just... you do no you do that um, was the rule i defined what, what did you give her again a present yeah what was a present well it's irrelevant why i want to know <laughs> no, i'm not telling you so it eats you up <laughs> so anyway there's a place there where, where you can get really um, good takeaways we thought that'd be a good idea because we've got a, a house that some of her family hadn't seen yet um and so we we're going to have the thing at our new house um then as we're cleaning up and all sorts and put you know hanging the curtains back or you know what are those things called we kind of clip them back what? We, clip, we clip back the curtains there's like a little string on the wall where you wow <laughs> <laughs> ah, stupid stupid mic stanley fell over <laughs> you like pull back the curtain and then you put the thing around it's like they a don't curtain have, tie. They don't have names. There's a curtain tie. I'm sure they don't have names. It's called a curtain tie. I actually don't have a curtain tie in this house. No, because you've got blinds. No, I've got curtains. Those are blinds, aren't they? Yeah, but in there. Oh, your house isn't finished then. <laughs> um, so in doing that, we... Because um, normally we just draw the curtains, pull the curtains, open them. Who cares about curtain ties when you don't have people coming over? So anyway, we pull back You're the curtain. You're normally very slack on the curtain ties. <laughs> yeah, we normally are. Really? Yeah, I wouldn't know. I don't have them, so, yeah, so I so can't. Are really, you. I can't really, you know, <laughs> cast uh, any judgment on you. So behind this curtain, when we pull it back, is a light, uh, a switch. Looks like a light switch. Yeah. Um, and we, it occurs to us, we've never, we don't know what it's for. And there's about three switches in our house. We don't know what it's for. Um, it's a good friends episode about that. <laughs> right. You'd know oh, that. Yeah, you and it was like use a downstairs neighbor or something. You got you got Concord there though tonight instead. <laughs> Um, so the interesting thing was I said to Tamara, cause there's outside that window, um, that, that the curtains would in front of, um, there's a, a water fountain, like a, a garden oh, fountain. Feature. Yeah. Garden feature, which yeah. is a fountain and you can switch it on and off in the garage, but it's right outside that window. You so we wondered the if alternate switch. we wondered if it was the alternate switch. So I went out the window, not out the window, but I went and stood next to the fountain outside so that you could kind of see and, and, um, and my wife flicked it and as she flicked it, the power went out for the entire house. Oh. And I was like, well, that's weird to hook up the entire house's power to something that looks like a light switch just behind a curtain. So then she went to flick it back on and it didn't come back on. Oh. And we're like, uh oh. So then I'm um, looking at fuse boxes, like new house, so I haven't really done that before. I couldn't see anything wrong. There's another few, a secondary fuse box, because one for the garage, one for the house, like where the master switch is. So I'm flicking all these things and flicking them all back No wonder again. when you got here today, you were so inter- interested in my fuse box. You got <laughs> fuse boxes on the mind. It actually reminded me. You delved me, into it. Reminded yeah. me of this story. Um, so then 
What's that? Uh, phone oh, on no. silent, please. <laughs> Sorry about this, everyone. Oh, how rude. How rude, indeed. Um, so then, like, the power just wasn't coming back on. I was flicking was, switches. and Like, were other houses out? Like, was it just you? Or Well, this was the thing. Like, um, the as new homeowners, um, we were like, okay, this is really poor timing for one and this could be expensive got, if we can't get this you got power engine back on. on the way no we don't soon we have people coming to have indian engine yeah yeah um uh indian takeaways that is is that racist what i'm saying i don't know engine engine yeah. was well, kind of what rednecks or well, not rednecks like john wayne used to say <laughs> when, when like hunting indian engines engines so i think it is racist so okay should I- probably apologize probably should shouldn't they? Probably i probably should apologize <laughs> did you just tell me to apologize to your house <laughs> so uh can't get the power to go back on and we're thinking do we have to ring an electrician because despite my large family an electrician is one thing we don't that, have that would family. be a useful trade for someone so yeah we keep who's coming what? through the ranks it'll be i don't know i can't i can't pick an electrician uh... um we got plumbers we got landscapers I can handle computer stuff. Manscapers? Any manscapers? No. Okay, that's another area you might want to address. Um, so, the... Or undress for a manscape. <laughs> so, we're trying to think, do we need to call an electrician to get our power back on so that people can <laughs> come and enjoy our house rather than <laughs> uh, have no power while they're here? And um, message my sister who's around the corner, and it turned out they had no power as well. Uh, so, so what had happened was the... Yeah, coincidentally, the second that my wife flicked the switch, the entire town's power went out. So either we caused it, or... Um, Could that be the switch that turns off the entire, entire, po- yeah, yeah. The entire turns out that power of your satellite settlement? <laughs> Quite possibly. We haven't tried it since, and we've had I, steady power I, yeah, since. I'd so, avoid, yeah, I'd avoid the switch. I wouldn't do that again. Yeah, yeah. Unless it's odd no that they'd install a switch there and turn the entire town... How many people live out there? I don't know. Ten thousand, sure. Fifty thousand, sure. Two hundred thousand, yes. Well, it's weird to put a switch there. <laughs> Two hundred thousand people. Yeah, yeah. So no, it wasn't paranormal, but it was abnormal. Uh, and then because the whole town was down, we ended up having to get someone to bring chips. <laughs> Cause, chips, because we couldn't get Indian food because the Indian joint had no power. What what sort of takeaway options do you have out that your way? Not a lot. Local Indian. Local engine, that's probably the best. Yeah. Um, that's I've better seen than... a couple of burger carts on the street. Yeah. What's so, that about? So the burger cart thing, that's an interesting pop up story. Like burger cart places. There's like so two there's of a, them out there. There's a burger cart place. And then um, what happened was the couple that owned it had a real messy divorce. So then they, uh, the the wife what? or ex-wife started the other one. <laughs> So now they park, like, just down the street yeah, from each other. I thought it was so weird to see two of them when I drove through at some point. Yeah. I almost wanted to come back from seeing your new place. Yeah. So there's a burger place there and there. Yeah. There's a husband or ex-husband and ex-wife. Oh, my God. <laughs> so like, there's like those kids, right? <laughs> yeah. So there is, like, competition. But then this is actually, like, real stakes in this. It's, yeah, this it's is, real competition. This yeah. is hatred here. <laughs> so there's that, but I've never had anything from either of them. There's a pizza place that isn't that great. I, I kind of wouldn't. It's one of those ones you kind of wouldn't trust. The pizza. We were infamous for a while at Sunday brunch. Yeah, we used to do Sunday brunch a lot, and that place didn't make the cut. <laughs> that was where I ordered nachos and they had pineapple in them. If you remember. God, I love pineapple. Yeah, but like not in mints. No. <laughs> so, so no. I'm big on pineapple, but even I draw the line there. <laughs> yeah. Um. I'm also big on pineapple, don't get me wrong. Oh, big on pineapple. Big on pineapple. Big pineapple people. <laughs> uh, and then you got the Indian joint. When people want to know about pineapple, they often will consult maybe you or I. Because then over we the get pineapple tweets people. at LITS underscore yeah. podcast all Hashtag the time. Hashtag pineapple people. <laughs> uh, and then there's two fish and chip shops. One's sort of like a dairy slash tea rooms. And then the other one's just straight up fish and chips. I've had a few big ice creams. Yeah, that's um, they do pies, but they're not open late, so you can't really do them for dinner. And that's next to one of the fish and chip shops. Don't know if you, it's been a couple of my uh, 
you know date ideas date date day <laughs> ideas like let's go get a big ice cream <laughs> Like, yep those are ludicrously big ice creams oh they are i can't i can never finish them yeah I even the regular is like three big scoops the last time i was there the guy talked me out of going to the next size really? it's like it's really what? weird to be talked out of buying more he like talked you, so, he downsold you yeah he's like you can't finish that this is massive you're not gonna finish <laughs> then that. why is it on the menu i know maybe he just saw me as like some like i don't know some twink <laughs> I wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, lights in the sky podcast. One of the preeminent takeaway solutions for, yeah, for your if, ear if, holes. If, if you live in rural mid Canterbury and want to have <laughs> want us to talk about the cuisine options in your town, uh, give us a tweety too. Yeah, I mean, it leads it segues really nicely into yeah. paranormal stories we're gonna check out uh sheffield pie shop soon yeah that's uh, 20 minutes up the road from yeah, me but. that um that um shop in springfield that's a little bit further up that has like the lowest rating in new zealand on like TripAdvisor. oh because like, that race, racist um, yeah, that racist rude person that works there <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's a real culinary journey <laughs> of mid canterbury culinary road trip yeah very nice good views though oh the best view. Oh. The mountains, the paddocks, the, the Fonterra. Southy Alps there. <laughs> yeah, that disgusting Fonterra factory. factory that ruins everything. <laughs> you can see it so clearly. Yeah, from... it's like a space station, uh, yeah. like a space launch pad thingy. Um, okay, do you want to jump into your tale now that we've exhausted the fact that we've had so many paranormal things happen to us in the last week i'll only jump into the tale if i've spoken if we've sort of spoken about nonsense for about 23 or 4 minutes oh you were so close it's 26 oh. you almost said 26 i could tell damn it, damn it. <laughs> well i guess we'd talk nonsense for 23 <clears throat> minutes and then talked about the people next door with their car for three which yeah which is, is the definitely only thing not that's really nonsense. actually happening yeah. um so yeah. i told you i gave you a wee, uh cock tease about oh this one didn't i can you not lower the tone please I'm this fine. isn't your podcast to lower <laughs> i'll lower the tone on my side of the podcast <laughs> if you want to use language like that you're going to need to submit some sort of paperwork and get it clear okay well i'll take it back and i'll it's yeah i'll go so through the try that bureaucratic again. journey of, let's go uh, what are you what have you what have you done uh cock tease <laughs> this hasn't worked no <laughs> go on um so yeah, I, I sort of said that there were. Um, I'm 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 going to combine a bit of a pashy. Can you speak English? <laughs> I am speaking English. Pashy. Tommy, Tommy English. <laughs> um, so I love love aviation. A passion of yours bit is of a, aviation. Yeah, a bit yes. of a plane geek. Plane geek. Mm-hmm. Plane geek. For me to transcribe each time. <laughs> yeah, this podcast needs subtitles if it's possible on a podcast. <laughs> Um, oh, it's going to fiddle with my ear hole again. There we go. Oh, um, sexy. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Hopefully, it stays. So, um, yeah, this this is um, combining the paranormal and aviation again. That's what you always do. It is. That's what I, it, there's a track record. Um, so let's begin, and we'll, we'll get into this. Go on then. One of the worst aviation disasters in history struck on May 25, 1979. Mm. It was the Friday before Memorial Day weekend. Do you know what that holiday is about? Uh, is it like our Anzac Day? Maybe. Memorial Day, is it? Or Because they have Veterans Day too. Yeah. President's Day? Vice President's Day? Acting president. <laughs> Find out Memorial Day weekend and I'll carry on. I'll on it. Um, and O'Hare International Airport in Chicago. Been there. We've been there. This is the second time I've had a paranormal tale set at O'Hare, I think. Third, isn't it? Actually, it is third. Yeah. What was the... Th- we did UFO and there was something else. You know, another UFO. <laughs> yeah, probably was. Because it was me, it was definitely a UFO. A um, singed discolored ring. Yeah. And there was another one. Go on. Uh, and O'Hare <laughs> International Airport in Chicago was packed with holiday revelers. Mm-hmm. I said travelers, but I, my brain said revelers. Uh, here we go. Memorial Day in the US is a day on which those who died on active service are remembered, usually the last Monday in May. 
So what's, like our Anzac Day then. What's Veterans Day then? Oh, yeah. I'll keep going. You go. Okay. Uh, 271 passengers and crew were scheduled to fly to Los Angeles aboard an American Airlines McDonnell Douglas DC-10 Flight 191. Veterans Day is a public holiday in the U.S. held on the anniversary of the end of the First World War. To honour U.S. veterans and victims of all wars, it replaced Armistice Day in 1954. Ah, I mean, I guess they—you know—they are pretty uh, proud military folk. I guess we can have one; they can have two. Yep. Military public holidays. Yeah. Go on. The DC-10 began its takeoff roll, and everything seemed normal at first. Oh. Something tells me it's not normal. For I know what the other one was. Um, this, this was a strange. There was a strange that involved this exact situation with someone who had a startling vision of this. Spoilers. <laughs> I haven't seen what it is yet. The startling vision. Yeah. Spoiler. <laughs> is it? Is Spo- it? Spoilers. Is it? Um, at about 6,000 feet or 1,800 meters into the takeoff roll, the left-hand engine completely separated from the aircraft oh. and careened over the left wing, ripping out a good proportion of the hydraulic system. I've heard this one. Yeah, this was in the Strange. Oh, so you've found us, get me some Strange and you're elaborating on it. Uh, partly. Okay. <laughs> but a different angle. That, okay. was, this, that was a premonition. This is more about oh. the after effects. Uh, the aircraft was travelling too fast to stop and quickly running out of runway, so the crew had no choice other than to nurse the crippled jet into the air. So that's like common practice in aviation. Like if you, uh, you've you reached your point of no return, you're going to have to take off no matter what. Right, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, concerned air traffic controllers radioed to the flight to check on the search, but they received <laughs> no... That's a common abbreviation. Come on. The sitch. But they received no response as the flight crew were too busy trying to wrestle control of the struggling plane. Despite the loss of the engine, the flight continued to rise steadily before the crew suddenly lost control, the aircraft sharply banking to the left. Sadly, the DC-10 fell from the sky from a height of about 300 feet or 90 metres to plough into a nearby field. Don't Mm. laugh at that word. No. Good. The left wingtip hit the ground first, and the rip of metal was followed by a massive explosion that erupted throughout the plane. The impact killed all 258 passengers and 13 crew instantly, as well as two people on the ground. Whoa. Um, so it wasn't long after the horrifying crash that strange stories began to emerge from the vicinity of the crash site. Motorists on the nearby highway began reporting the presence of orbs of light and even fleetingly glimpsed figures lurking within the field where the flight had gone down. More unnerving, though, were the accounts that came from the residents of a nearby trailer park, which was adjacent to the crash site. Mm -hmm. Many of these reports came within hours of the crash when residents claimed to hear knocking and... Rapping sounds, or I'm Slim Shady, the real Slim Shady, or the other Slim Shady, the just imitating. Where's my snare? Here. <laughs> sounds. Um, Rapping at a trailer we... park may have just been Marshall Mathers. That's what well, that could have been. But... Can we show a little more respect for the 200 dead people? Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, so here, knocking and rapping, but may have been just White Rabbit. <laughs> White rabbit. White rabbit. That was B rabbit. <laughs> White you're, rabbit. You're, you're bringing race into this. <laughs> <laughs> they, saw me at, they saw me at the battle or something. I'm White Rabbit. Shut <laughs> up. Um, and White Rabbit slash B Rabbit <laughs> slash some white rapper uh, rapping sounds at their doors and windows. <clears throat> I used to know a white rapper. Did you? Yeah, it was a it was a Caucasian guy who, like, seriously, he used to. Um, was he good? He used to um, work in the deli and he'd um, wrap the small goods. 
Like when he rapped you and you sort of... <laughs> no, no, no. His job was to rap small goods, so we called him the white rapper. Oh, right. So he literally would rap things. Yeah. yeah. I like, I like, I like put that. things I like, in their wrapper. I always like to say that when I'm like wrapping Christmas presents. The, the, the <laughs> Me too. white rapper. Yeah. I do that too. Yeah. Um, so those who responded to the the ghost things, not, not necessarily the white rapper, um, opened their doors to find no one was there. Dogs in the trailer park would bark endlessly at the empty field where the plane had gone down. Their owners could find no reason for their erratic behaviour. This all continued for weeks and months and even escalated to the point that doorknobs were being turned and rattled. Footsteps were heard approaching the trailers and on some occasions actual figures were confronted. (gasps) According to some reports, a few residents opened their doors to find a worried figure who stated that he had to get his luggage or had to make a connection standing on their porch. The figure then turned and vanished. Um, So love connection. Yeah. Is that what you mean? I love connection. Uh, Reports of strange lights and shadowy figures in the area continue to this very day, like like this, like two days, this morning, like like Friday. Like happening now, uh, as well as claims that voices can be heard shouting, moaning, white rapping, or screaming in the darkness, even when it appears that no one is there. There. Uh, one sighting report was made by a man out walking his doggy who came upon a lonely young man wandering near the crash site. The young man explained that he needed to make an emergency telephone call. According to the witness, the stranger smelled of kerosene and seemed to be smouldering. What? Yeah, unusual sight to to strike. Mm -hmm. Um, As odd as this was, the witness nevertheless turned to point out a payphone, which is also a really odd sight, too. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it rude if he was, like, smouldering to call him John Wick? uh, (laughs) Is that rude? I'm asking. I'm not being rude. Um, Let's say his name was John Wick. Okay. Yeah. Let's go with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, so as odd as this was, the witness pointed John Wick in the way of a payphone, and when he turned back, John Wick was nowhere to be seen, even though it was an open field and the witness had turned away for only a second. The man out walking his dog had heard stories from local residents about the ghosts of the 1979 crash. However, he never believed them until now. Uh, He was now convinced that he had encountered one of the restless souls from Flight 191 for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, and this sounds like you on business, to be honest. So mm-hmm. sightings of a of such ghostly strangers have occurred even within O'Hare International Airport. It is said that on occasion, a young man wearing slightly out of date business clothes, which is something <laughs> you, you would do, can be seen <laughs> uh, can be seen using a payphone near the gate from which Flight One Ninety One departed. When the man finishes his call, he then allegedly takes a few steps away and vanishes. I don't know how to use payphones, so it's not me. Okay. Okay. Do they still have payphones? Yeah, um, I, I, this I was thinking during this is like, what are these ghosts going to do when like there's no more payphones? Yeah, like airports still have payphones, mm. but like very few. Yeah, there used to be like big banks of them, but they're all. The place I stayed uh, when I was up north had a like a nook that you could tell used to be where the payphone was, but now it's just full of like tourism brochures. The resurgence of the brochure, the decline of the payphone. <laughs> yeah, oh, there you go. I've got an episode title. <laughs> <laughs> um, so London's Heathrow Airport is also well steeped in tales of the paranormal. On uh, March 2, 1948, a DC-3, another Douglas... Do you mean the 2nd of March or March as well? Uh, March 2 as in as March as well. <laughs> On the 2nd of March, 1948, a DC-3 from Belgian Airlines flying from Brussels. Do you know, do we, do people know that there's Belgian biscuits in New Zealand? A Belgium slice? Are they called Belgium or Belgium? They're Belgian. Belgian or, I think they're Belgium. I think it's Belgian Beer Cafe, Belgium slice. (laughs) Beer Cafe. (laughs) Oh yeah, that's what I was getting confused on, that cafe. There's Belgian Beer Cafe, Belgium biscuits. Okay. And... You're saying... They have, like, jelly crystals on top of them, don't they? Yeah. They're nice. Yeah, they're pretty good. I quite often will go How for How do you explain Belgian. it? It's kind of like gingerbread, jam, gingerbread, icing, jelly crystal. They're good. Yeah, they're good. Yeah. Don't, don't... We also have Afghan biscuits. Yeah. Like, Which are, like, Afghana. chocolate, 
biscuit. Well, they're dark colored. Dark colored biscuits with, with chocolate icing them. and a walnut on top. Yeah. Yeah. Why do I love those. Them? I love them too, but I hate the walnuts. I love the walnuts. So not into walnuts. I grew up on walnuts. We had a walnut tree in our backyard when I was a grew kid. Grew walnuts? Yeah, we grew them. I used to eat them off the tree. Okay. Well, I will start saving the walnuts I'm discarding from my Afghans. <laughs> Go on. Okay. Um, I've lost where I was. Let's just finish. Uh, March the 2nd. Okay. Flying as from well. Brussels to London was approaching Heathrow when it encountered terrible fog on approach. Mm-hmm. Terrible fog. <laughs> Sounds such a lame weather phenomenon. Yeah. Um, the aircraft ultimately crashed, oh. Oh, killing the three crew and 17 of the 22 passengers on board. Can you stop bringing the podcast down? <laughs> it's a really depressing story. <laughs> Sorry, there's a few more well, of We're trying to, to joke about there's it. A like, more oh, of these, there's a few a more of these to come. Ghost, we'll call him John Wick. Yeah, there's a few more of these to come. Jesus. Um, allegedly, as researchers, as researchers, as rescuers search the wreckage for survivors, a dazed-looking lone man wearing a suit and hat materialised out of the surrounding mist and very politely asked if anyone had seen his briefcase before wandering back into the night. Uh, it was later learned that the man was that they had seen was among the dead found at the site. Whoa. This man began to be regularly sighted wandering around the airport and became known simply as... This is a very catchy nickname. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess... The briefcase man. The man with a briefcase. Oh, that's close. That's <laughs> so close. <laughs> they really put all their thought into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this ghostly man uh, is sometimes even seen sitting in the departure lounge as if he was waiting for a flight. Coro? Uh, yep. But will vanish instantly if approached. One particularly startling incident. And again? Destroyed all that. Take that line again. One particularly... That's another word I can't say. Particularly. Particularly. Hold on. Hold One on. particularly startling incident. I might just have to do this. Um, what are you doing? Particularly startling incident. And Did you get that? No. Okay, I'll start again. I should just do this, actually. Um, hold on. <laughs> hold it up to the speaker if you're going to. Uh, I mean, not the speaker. Hold the speaker up to the microphone. I think I know what you're trying to do, and you're trying to make yourself redundant. Yeah, I'm if I can do this. <laughs> um, if I come in next. Particularly startling incident involving the man with a briefcase occurred in 1970 when air traffic control called authorities after noticing a man in a suit and hat aimlessly walking around out on the runway. Go on. Police and the airport <laughs> fire department searched all over and could find no trace of anyone, despite the insistence from air traffic control. No way. Yeah, how about that? (laughs) (laughs) We'll call that another episode. (laughs) Um, Other ghosts have been seen around Heathrow as well. Um, This is a bit odd, including one which seems to... Sorry, can we just recap what was in there? Because I I couldn't understand them. Something about a briefcase man. Okay, so the briefcase man... Okay, I'll go to read it all again. One particularly startling incident. (laughs) (laughs) This is what's happened. This is what happened last time. Okay. One particularly startling accident. No, it's not right. Okay. So, uh, one particularly startling incident involving the man with a briefcase occurred in 1970 when air traffic control called authorities after noticing a man in a suit and hat aimlessly. Oh, can't say that either. <laughs> All right. Aimlessly wandering. Hold on. Aimlessly. Walking around out on the runway. Police and the airport fire department searched all over and could find no trace of anyone, despite the insistence from air traffic control. Um, other ghosts have been seen around Heathrow as well, including one which seems to appear only from the waist down. What? Is bottomless? No, topless. topless. <laughs> <laughs> I still seem bottomless. Go on. Okay. Um, Australia, too, has its own haunted airport. Archerfield Airport lies 12 kilometres and or seven and a half miles to the south of Brisbane, Queensland, Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, during World War II, Archerfield was used extensively as a military airfield. Um, sorry about this. Get rid of the fog to strike again and another DC-3. Oh. So this time, 1943... Which is actually like a few years before the last one. So yeah. the chronological stuff's out here. Yeah. Um, 
Go on. Uh, C-47, so the military version of a DC-3, yep. Dakota, taxied out for takeoff just as a thick fog bank has de- had descended. What the heck? Nevertheless, the crew of the C-47 was eager to get on their way to Sydney. There's a water win. So there's a war to win. There's a water win, so you can't just sit there waiting for fog. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, ignoring the dangers of the prevailing conditions, the plane took off into the fog anyway. But moments later, veered off course and banked hard to careen into a stand of trees and explode into a ball of fire, killing all twenty-three people on board. Unreal. It's the cat in the cupboard. <laughs> Is it in there? I think so. Well, I hope so, because there's things moving in here. Yep, there it is. Yeah, I was hoping it was paranormal. (laughs) Abnormal. (laughs) It's another abnormal. Since this tragic crash, the figure of a man dressed in World War II flight gear has been persistently seen around the airport, Mm. with the only clue of ghostly activity being when the figure suddenly vanishes into thin air. It seems to be a fairly friendly spirit, and one of its favourite things to do uh, is reported to be smiling and waving at people who pass by. Uh, Organising fundraisers, sausage sizzles, uh, getting children out to the airport to meet uh, their, their military heroes. Do you um, think, what, are people, what are people overseas call a sausage sizzle? Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a really New Zealandy thing. Yeah. A sausage this sizzle. Ghost, this ghost is so friendly it organises sausage sizzles. <laughs> I don't believe you for one. But... <laughs> it does actually say that. I made that up. <laughs> yeah, okay. um, a sausage sizzle is when you go to the hardware store and there's people selling a sausage and bread. It's like rotary. Whatever the hell rotary is. They're always <laughs> fucking there. Um, <laughs> Jim's got a good story about a sausage sizzle. Does he? Yeah. Does he? He told me it. He, um, his cricket club was doing a sausage sizzle, where, which is where... Was it at a hardware store? Yeah, Bunnings, at, one at, at Bunnings. Yep. And, oh, um, yeah. and it was a really windy day. And I don't know if we've cleared this up yet. You People cook sausages on a barbecue and then put it in bread and people pay two onions? bucks. Onions? Mean the onions? People, people pay two bucks onions. to buy it off Same you. Engines again, onions. People pay two bucks to buy it off you and that's all kind of a fundraiser. It's all profit, baby. So all profit. Stop cutting me <laughs> off, you dick. <laughs> Joke about mustard? Do you mention mustard? Um. So Jim uh, was there with his brother raising money for their cricket What's Jim's club. Jim's brother's name? Uh, Rabbit. I know him as White Rabbit. <laughs> B Rabbit. <laughs> White Rapper. Um. Anyway, so uh, apparently it was really windy, so there wasn't a lot of gas getting on the burners, <laughs> so the the sausages weren't cooking very quickly. Oh. And some lady uh, bought one, and it wasn't cooked through. They gave it to her anyway. <laughs> and she got halfway in the entrance of uh, Bunnings and then turned around and said, um, this isn't cooked, and ended up in, a, in an argument <laughs> with Jim's brother, who, you know, won't shy away from an argument, and um, and ended up slamming the sausage down and uh, storming out, like storming into the store. And... Uh, <laughs> It was one of those million to one shots where Rabbit picked up the sausage and threw it at the woman <laughs> and got a square in the back of the head. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. That's Jim's story. Oh my man, God. That's pretty good, was, I thought. Oh. So well, yeah, that happened on a sausage sizzle. But, yeah. But I think Jim organized it, not a World War Two ghost. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm not sure. He's very friendly. So I say if he undercooked your sausage... <laughs> He'd probably give you a refund. Yeah. Yeah. Honest ghost. Oh, yeah. More um, honest than Jim's brother. <laughs> <laughs> we got Jim's brother and this ghost at a sausage sizzle. I know who I'm buying mine off. Yeah. 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 I don't think Jim would blame you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So this, this ghost, so he's at the sausage sizzle, people wave at him, and then he blinks out before their eyes. He doesn't go to sausage sizzles. So, like, he takes this your isn't ma- true. You, you order your sausage. He takes your money, blinks out. You walk all away. All profit, baby. <laughs> all profit, baby, because you've given the money, and he's gone. You walk away, and then you get a yeah. ghost uncooked sausage to the yeah. back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> um, others have described seeing whole groups of servicemen at a sausage sizzle dressed up in <laughs> World War II garb wandering None around the runway or hangars. This is just not true. 
Uh, Is the the barbecue real or is it a ghost barbecue? It's a ghost barbecue. (laughs) Because this this is a ghost plane. So Phantom World War II planes are also said to patrol the skies in the area. In particular, a ghostly aircraft that, this is swear, is a C-47 Dakota. Mm-hmm. Uh, the plane unloading is... six burner barbecues. Yeah, yeah six burner barbecue. <laughs> also, like the plane, completely silent, has an unsettling habit of vanishing suddenly before witnesses. Just after you pay. So you pay the money. Ghost goes, barbecue goes, all profit. <laughs> and then you get a ghost sausage to yeah. the back of the head. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I believe parts of that. <laughs> Okay. Um, I think sausage sizzle is a really weird phrase. That's <laughs> one of those. I think we've said, said it enough to, to hear the ludicrous nature of it, but it's just so. As like, a, as a normal. kid, it was so exciting because you would be dragged along to the hardware stalls, which are fun mm. in themselves. Yeah. But you'd get there and there'd be a fucking sausage sizzle <laughs> out the front. And you'd just be just absolutely delighted. Yeah, so- you'd ask for one and you wouldn't get anything. <laughs> from your parents yeah no. yeah no we never got them i was one of five so there used to be a, at, like at, um 10 bucks worth of, of course sausage. you would you'd never get you'd no. never get anything i get the smell Does yeah that count? <laughs> like i stand close to it you can do the smell <laughs> <laughs> breathe it in um i wonder what countries do sausage sizzles like i know australia do it's big for them on polling day um at the school where you go to vote for a new election a new Vote in the election for a new prime minister. I know that they have um, sausage sizzles there all the time because the school fundraisers. Um, and I know that it's big at Bunnings and might attend. Yeah. Here, here is a, here, just Wikipedia sausage sizzle. Yeah. It says, The sausage sizzle is a community event common across Australia and New Zealand. The term came into common use in the 1980s and is used to describe both the typical barbecuing technique and the nature of the event itself. The primary <laughs> element of a sausage sizzle is the preparation and sale of barbecued sausages, typically from some... Particularly, uh, particular, blah, blah, blah. typically with some form of bread and often accompanied by sauces or other barbecued items such as sliced onion mm-hmm. and there's actually a photo here oh, and the image shows a Bunnings charity <laughs> sausage sizzle operated by the Rotary Club of Nelson <laughs> fucking Rotary <laughs> that's great um, so it says here we go course mm-hmm. snack yeah. place of origin Australia and New Zealand. Main ingredients, sausage. (laughs) That's the other thing, the other important thing for those of you really interested in sausage sizzles is that when it says often accompanied by other barbecued items, it's never another like protein. It's not like another meat. It's always, it's always sausage, sometimes sausage and onion. (laughs) That's it. I like this one here. Vegetarian or gluten-free options are infrequently available. Yeah. <laughs> you no. never get them. No, because they go to the mad butcher yeah. and get like those sacks of sausages because yeah. that's the biggest margin when the you're ma- Yeah, the main sale, sale item of the sausage sizzle is cheap pork or beef sausage. Yeah, just whatever's going. Yeah. And then Served on a single they'll... slice of white bread. Yeah. Tomato sauce is the most common accompaniment <laughs> and is usually available for no extra cost. <laughs> Well, the other one that, that you I'm see... Paying them, I'm not paying extra for tomato sauce. The other one you see them try to ups- upsell you on is those um, trays of, like, budget brand soft drinks. Oh, like yes, the, yes. Good call. You good buy, call. like, a twenty a slab of 24 yep. of these tiny little bottles And they're warm of, as well. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, pineapple or lime or raspberry or lemonade. And to buy them in a shop, you're looking at, like, 10 bucks for a tray of 20-something and they want another gold coin. For, for each one of them. <laughs> they talk about the uh, democracy sausage, which is the election <laughs> comment you just made. Oh, really? Yeah. Interesting. It says sausage sizzles have become a recognised and expected addition to polling booths at Australian elections, <laughs> with sausages at these stations nicknamed democracy sausages. There was widespread <laughs> media coverage of this in the 2013 and 2016 Australian federal election, with the hashtag... Hashtag democracy, democracy sausage <laughs> trending on Twitter. Twitter also added a sausage and bread emoji to the hashtag no. OsVotes hashtag on the day of the 2016 election. That's amazing. <laughs> um, good story. <laughs> 
Um, Anything okay, else well, to add to the... What are we talking about? It was your story. Ghost, ghost, ghost. ghost at airports or something. I don't Have know. you got more? Like a couple more paragraphs. Okay, go. Um, moving to Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bangkok's primary international gateway has an eerie history. Um, I'm glad we were old enough not to laugh at Bangkok. Um, the new airport was built over a cemetery. Not old enough was... not to laugh at sausage sizzle. No. <laughs> we're enjoying. Yeah, we've moved on to sausage sizzle. Yeah. Um, it's not gay. <laughs> <laughs> Just read. Uh, the new airport was built over a cemetery and was considered to be cursed and haunted before it even finished. Um, <laughs> construction workers complained. Oh. oh, phones on silent, please. Yeah. Uh, construction workers complained that building over an old cemetery had angered the restless spirits, which could be seen lingering around the work site and heard chanting, whispering. And then what the problems with the whispering? It's quite, it's quite polite of them to do that, unless it's um, in your head. Oh, uh, or shouting. Oh, there we go. There's a problem. <laughs> um. These ghosts were also believed to be causing numerous freak accidents, including several that were fatal. Oh. Oh. Uh, the dark rumours about the airport grew so persistent that Thai officials even brought in how many Buddhist monks to perform chanting rituals and rites? How many do you think? Um, is it, a, is it a, a high number? High number. Now we have to think what's high for monks. <laughs> yeah, like how many monks can you imagine gathered at once? I think think about you're gonna have to get them out there. You're gonna have to get I'm them gonna on a bus. say so they'd fit on a bus. <clears throat> well, you're gonna have to organise a bus or something. I'm gonna say about thirty-five. I reckon you're not even not even halfway there. Really? Mm-hmm. So eighty. <laughs> not even halfway. Is that your final answer? You going with eighty? Yes. You think that's enough? Yes. It'd probably take two coaches to get them there. How much like, like on the coach? So okay, eighty. You think 80? I'm gonna lock in eighty because I think you're trying to reverse psychology me out of the right oh, answer. Oh, I think you think you think you're a bit low. I'm locking in eighty. Ninety nine Buddhist monks. Uh, I was close. Two fifty seat coaches. Yeah. Um, to perform chanting <laughs> rituals and rites in order to appease the spirits and exercise them. Ex- exercise. What do you think they used on? They did on the spare seat. Um, sausages. <laughs> Keep going. Yeah. Uh, since opening in 2005, it has been claimed that the airport is absolutely crawling with ghosts. One of the most notorious spirits said to prowl the airport is an elderly man named Poo Ming, a fragile and frail old man who is said to startle people by suddenly appearing before them and is known to introduce himself in a faint, wavering voice. Like, hi. I'm booming. Not laughing at that. Yeah. It's too immature to laugh at. Pooming. What's your name? Pooming. Just go. Just go. Pooming. I'm not allowing you that. Um that was kind of the highlight. <laughs> <laughs> oh pooming. Um another ghost said to wander about uh here in the airport is that of a woman holding an infant. Mm-hmm. Named so two ghosts. Her name is Piss. Come on, Ang. No, no, it isn't. Yeah, it is. No, it Piss isn't. Piss, Ang. What's she doing? <laughs> uh, <laughs> the spirit is said to be quite troublesome and dangerous, as she often appears in front of speeding cars, only to vanish before impact, causing vehicles to swerve or crash. Um, the airport is also home to a good amount of poltergeist activity and the sounds of disembodied footsteps, voices, and traditional Thai music with no apparent source are common. Have you ever been there? No, like, it's the only place on here I haven't been. The only place on here? <laughs> this on story. Earth, the only place on earth I this haven't story. been. story, I haven't been to Thailand. Okay. You got Thailand story? No. Lady I'm just boy? asking because I know you've been around. Hey. And travelled. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> several of the airlines that use the airport have also held rituals in an effort to drive away malicious ghosts. Uh, oh, 
just lost my screen. Your battery's dead. Um, additionally, even the airport's authority of Thailand is known to organise rites or prayer sessions in an effort to keep the evil spirits at bay. Should have used a hundred monks. Exactly. Shouldn't have bought sausages. Waste of time. Um, okay, so uh, what is it about these places? Are these spirits really doomed to wait out their days until the end of time, stuck in these airports? Yes. Okay, yes. Perhaps we will never know. But uh, next no, time... I said yes. Okay. Well, you you know, but not everyone does. <laughs> if you haven't listened to this podcast, you may not know. Um, so they know. But next time you are marooned in an airport terminal, moaning about uh, forking out for $15 egg salad sandwiches... Uh, you've written this bit shooting the evils you of the Coro Club wankers you think you're, you think you're Jerry Seinfeld as your you? flight gets even further delayed spare a thought for the plethora of <laughs> lost souls which may be lurking around the departure gate perpetually stranded in transit waiting to board a connecting flight which may never ever come Tonet C one news <laughs> It's the sort of crap they leave out. I know, it's exactly it, isn't it? It's like, they, it's like the absolute... Ger- well, they wouldn't say normally say the shooting the evils at Coro Club wankers on the news. But um, for no. that moaning about forking out for the $15 it's the inflection that does it. Yeah. That's exactly what that, that, that line is, and that's what inspired me. Yeah. A, a terrible news sign-off. Um, Coro Club is something we have here, which it's a is... frequent flyer lounge. Yeah, it's like the Air New Zealand lounge. That we are both members of, so um, mm. we are included as the Crow Club wankers. <laughs> um, done. Okay, done. Nice job. Getting hungry? That was good. Um, no. Okay. <laughs> it's all this talk of sausages. <laughs> I got some veggie sausages in the freeze downstairs, the deep freeze. I've got some Savaloys. You want to stay for some veggie sausages? You're welcome to. I do have to sort my own dinner tonight, and my wife sorted hers. Oh. I was just going to drive through somewhere. No, drive through a veggie sausage. <laughs> I will not. Okay. Um, let's move on to the final segment of the show. Strange? Entitled Get Me Some Strange. This is the segment where we flick through the 1982 Reader's Digest version of Mysteries of the Unexplained. Uh, land on a mystery and one of us will explain it. <laughs> <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> yeah, etc. Um, you going this week I'm you're gonna wiping flick. back to front today or front to back? <laughs> I'm going to flick... Back to front. Oh, is it the right way to do it? Is there a wrong way? <laughs> I think females there is. Come on. <laughs> I don't know. Anthony. I, I don't deal I don't deal with that body part. I, I'm not sure about it. I Can just you it. just start to realise it's not just you <clears throat> impacted by what you say in this, in this <laughs> podcast. This is a team effort. This is a health. I didn't authorise. This is a health, promoting health. No, it isn't. Good health. <laughs> no, it isn't. Just because you say that a lot doesn't mean it's true. <laughs> <laughs> when I know I'm wrong and back into a corner, I just say it a lot. Just repeat helped. it louder. Health, you know, good health, health, tip, health, health tips. All right. So this week it's my turn to flick. Uh, Tony's going to tell me when to stop and I'll read uh, one of the paranormal stories and mark it with a post-it stop. note. Uh, we haven't started the music yet. Do you want to do that? Oh, wow. That's the first time. Yeah, this is my t- my my, um, my job to remember everything, obviously. <laughs> Do you want to start the music? I was doing the health tips. I forgot. Um, (laughs) Okay. uh, Start the music. Okay. And I'm flicking. Stop. Gee. I want to see what we got. The old rear rear here. What have we got? All right. So there's really only two stories. One is... Goes over the page. They're quite long. Do you think that's too long to read? Oh, shit, that's long. Yeah, I thought so. Let me go back this way. Yeah, I'll give you a, uh, a pass to go back. Oh, man. There's a section you're long. in is excessively yeah. long Tales of Strange. That too long? Or just do that one? Yeah, just do that one. <laughs> yeah, Honestly, see, there's something there's another sweet spot. Hey? Uh, what section are we in? <laughs> oh, uh... <laughs> 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 pad oh, we do that. well we forgot we've forgotten a couple of things forgot the music forgot to talk about the section we're in signs and wonders oh and it's a short one hey at tony's request. insistence <laughs> a fiery blessing it's entitled i'll do a wet light clap of every whit sunday for seven years now 
First question. I've heard of the Whitsunday Islands. Yep. You heard of the Whitsunday? I've heard of the Whitsunday. Do you want me to find out what Whitsunday is? Yeah, tell me what a Whitsunday is. Oh, a tropical island in Queensland. <laughs> Sounds lovely. Every Whitsunday for seven years, the venerable Rosa Mario Serio, prioress of the Carmelite Covent of Fasano, Italy, was visited by an extraordinary manifestation of fire. On the first occasion, her nuns saw a ball of fire descend on her. Removing her robes, they found that the undergarments covering the breast had been burned in the shape of a heart. Oh, you said breast. The same sort of burning occurred six more times before the saintly woman's death in 1725, though the ball of fire was observed only once. The end. Uh, Whitsunday. A Whitsunday. Is the name used in Britain and Ireland and among anglicans and methodists throughout the world for the christian festival of pentecost the eighth sunday after easter which commemorates the descent of the holy spirit upon christ's disciples disciples there you go all right on that note we'll call that another episode of lights in the sky (laughs) podcast this Uh, probably isn't the one we're going to submit for our (laughs) award um on that note we will call that another episode of lights in the sky podcast join us next week if you have a sausage sizzle experience we'd love to hear about it so please tweet that in done done